had a moment to speak to everybody. This is Priscilla, and she's going to be our teacher tonight. He's a very wise man, and we're going to be speaking about compassion. So um, I'm going to ask you once again, for Priscilla, just to say your name. So, hi, um, my name's Ellie. I'm 12, and she's a girl, and she's my name is Will. I'm from Southbury. I'm nine years old. This is my brother. My name is Tatiana, and this is my little sister, Kitty. You need a brother. Yes. Do you agree there's a need for compassion? 
Huh? You don't agree that there's a need for compassion? Or you don't want to answer? <laughs> you just don't want to talk. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> with you. <laughs> and with you, John. Well, uh, uh, compassion is not only something that is it's not needed only in Buddhism. It's needed uh, every tradition, every religion talks about the need for compassion. And so that means that we've everybody's been trying to be compassionate, but for some reason they're not able to be compassionate all the time. Okay. So it's something that you have to learn, something you have to train yourself to be. To be. And in order for you to train yourself, in order and for you to continue to train yourself to be compassionate, you have to become convinced. Why should I develop compassion? What's the use of compassion? And before you get to that, perhaps you should also know what does it mean to be compassionate. You all know what it means to be compassionate. You've had that feeling before, and usually, when does compassion? When do you feel that that feeling of compassion? When do you feel it? When was the last time you had compassion? In your house? A moment ago? Did you have compassion for me when I sat down? <laughs> Say, oh, you feel sorry for him. He's gonna <laughs> so you usually have compassion when you see someone suffering, someone else suffering. And also, uh, the same kind of feeling you have for yourself when you, when you feel, when you're, when you're suffering, when you're having problems, when there's something going on that you don't like, the, the, the feeling that you have not wanting that to continue, wanting that to stop, that's compassion. Okay. So when you see your pet uh, some, is hungry or something, or when you see uh, your friend sick, or your, your parents are sick, or your brother, your father, your sister, when someone like that is sick and you feel for them, and that feeling that you have is that you don't want them to continue to suffer that way. You want them to stop being sick. That's compassion. And sometimes people say when they, when, when they have compassion, the compassion hurts them. And because of that, sometimes we don't want to feel compassion. Because we think that when we feel compassion, we are hurting. We, there's already hurting over there. We don't want it to continue over here. <laughs> right? So you just wanted to. We don't want. You, we don't want. That, that also uh, tells you that you don't want compa- You don't want suffering at all. You don't want to uh, go somewhere, see someone suffering. You don't want to see your your friends suffer. You don't want to see your brothers or sisters suffering, because somehow, sometimes you feel the the suffering yourself. It's not exactly the same kind of suffering that they're going through. It's not like if they're coughing and they have a and they they have a cold or something, and you find yourself suddenly coughing, but you feel this you know, this bad feeling because they are feeling bad. Okay, so that's compassion. Now, what's the use of that? What's the use of of having that kind of feeling when someone is when someone else is is suffering, when someone else is sick? It can make you do stuff to help them. Wow, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's that's a good use of compassion. So, so the feeling that you get when you see someone in trouble, someone suffering, it's sort of like it's telling you something needs to be done here. Okay, either you yourself can can do it, 
or you can find someone to do it. Okay. Like when, when you're sick and you don't have, uh, you don't know exactly what to do to get rid of the sickness, or if someone else is sick, you don't know what exactly to do, what to do. Then who do you go to to help when someone is sick? Come on, doctor. Now. a doctor. <laughs> wow. Mom, that's really the first person you go to, and then you go to the doctor. <laughs> the mom usually takes you to the doctor, <laughs> right? So, and why do you go to the doctor? Why do you t- why why would you t- want to take the person to the doctor? How many of you have, have pets? Have you ever taken your, your pets to, to the to, to the doctor? You have, okay. So that was a that was an act of compassion. Your pet was was sick, your pet was, uh, and was suffering, and you felt the need to do something. And what did you do? Since you couldn't go in there and then take out the sickness or prescribe what to do, so you took the, the your pet to to the doctor. So that w- that was an action done out of compassion. Okay. And and what happened to to your pet after you took to the, the after you took the pet to the doctor, um, you got better. Okay, so I see someone is suffering. Your pet, you feel a feeling for that for that for that being for that for that one. Your and and, and it, it made you do something. And what happened to that to that pet? It got better. So there might be a need for compassion, not be a use for it. It actually brings about better things. Okay, now. There's supposed to be a bigger picture also as to why we need compassion. Okay. Now, also, when you when you help someone who is suffering, and this is kind of tricky, and you don't always see it, but you see it later. When you help someone who is suffering, you also end up help helping someone else. Can you guess what that is? Help? Yeah. You end up helping yourself also, but that's not the reason why you should you should want to help someone. But just know that by helping someone, you end up helping yourself also. Okay. And the more compassion that you have, the more you're able, to, the more you will be uh, you will be sort of like pushed to help someone. And the more you you are pushed to help others, and the more you you help yourself in the same the same way. And then at the end, at the very very end, what you end up doing is you you sort of like create a whole new world for yourself, a whole new world where there where everyone is at, where everyone is at peace, where everyone is uh, uh, loving each other, where everyone is where people are no longer suffering. But that's way way down the line and you need a lot of practice of, of compassion for you to get there but that's the that's, that's, that's what happens at the end of being compassionate all the time okay. now uh, do you guys have any any questions either from, uh, from from the last time you were here or something that you've been thinking about no Experience so that 
you still can be compassionate and not, not afraid to reach out mm-hmm. when it becomes a negative experience because sometimes you know it doesn't always work out in yeah. a positive way yes. well, it's, I would say it, w- it, w- it doesn't always work out in a positive way mm-hmm. I would say it doesn't always work you don't always get the exact result you want mm-hmm. but in helping in, in helping the, the pet even though the pet died at the end but you still help and you could say by helping you, you, you uh, help the pet suffer less. So the, the pet could have suffered even more if you didn't take the, the pet to the doctor. Even though that wasn't enough to help, but still you were able to help. And also, um, it, it, it depends on, 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 on the pet also. Maybe the pet didn't really want, want to, uh, <laughs> maybe the pet didn't really want to be cured. Okay? So you did your part, and you and you acted out of compassion. You did everything that you could, and that's and that's all you could do. And you should be should, you should have some sort of a good feeling about that. You should, that's called uh, rejoicing. You should rejoice that you were able to do that. Okay. And don't be disappointed when what you exactly what you want you don't get. That shouldn't be uh, what motivates you, what makes you act next time. Okay. Right, so everybody, everyone here is enlightened, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're enlightened, right? <laughs> 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 There's a tricky situation that I see sometimes um, with kids that I meet. Uh-huh. Um, because sometimes there'll be something, you know, someone is hurt or being teased or something. And there are, there are other kids who want to be compassionate with that person, mm-hmm. but then there might be a group of kids that, you know, doesn't really want to be. Mm-hmm. And it can be a real struggle mm-hmm. to show compassion when the whole group that's around you is not necessarily having that direction. Um, you're the only one. And I didn't know if you had thoughts about how you can handle something. And you're trying to be compassionate, but, you know, Everybody else around us is kind of fighting that. It's mm. going in the opposite direction, and you have to. Mm. Oh, well, let's ask uh, the enlightened beings. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that situation? I, have you? How many of you have been in that kind of situation? Ah, oh, of you. Most of you. So, what, what did you do? Did you act? Did you act out of compassion? I cried. You cried. That's, that's, that's acting. <laughs> what did you do? I helped, but it didn't turn out the way. Oh, it didn't turn out the way you wanted yeah. it to turn out. Ah, yeah, those are difficult times. Yeah. And what did you do? I kind of ignored them just like they were. And someone else had that experience? Did you have that experience? <laughs> So, when you're when you're in a situation like that, when you feel not just with compassion, but when when you feel that's the right thing to do, you feel that compassion is, is the right thing to do, and it seems like everyone around you wants to do something else. Now, it, that that could be very difficult. It's very difficult not only for 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 you when you're when you're a child when you when you're young, but it's also difficult for even for adults to do. Okay. 
and what 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 will help you when you're an adult so you don't have to be in that same situation again is to remember that when you do what's what's right you're always right <laughs> okay so when you do what's right there you cannot be nothing nothing wrong can come out of it it might seem that uh, like uh, in your situation you, you try to help but you didn't come out exactly the way you wanted to so it might seem that something bad came out of it but that's what, what do you call that when, when something is something is appearing one way and it's not an, an illusion an illusion illusion yeah she's right she's right she's illusion okay she's right <laughs> okay so Sometimes you might want to do something and you feel it's the right thing to do. And, and everyone around you makes you think that it's the wrong thing to do. So what do you do at that time? Do you do the right thing or do you do the wrong thing? Of course you're going to say the right thing. <laughs> and just saying that to yourself all the time will help you when you're in that situation. So you don't just wait for that situation to come and then you try to decide what to do. Before that situation even comes, you tell yourself, whenever I'm in a situation, I feel the right thing to do, I want to do the right thing. And just telling yourself this all the time will help you. Because, like I said, even adults sometimes, they find themselves not able to do the right thing. Okay. So that means when they were when they were younger, they weren't training themselves. They weren't telling themselves, "When I'm in the right, when I'm in the situation, I must always do the right thing." So they weren't telling themselves that all the time. So now you have the chance. Okay. Of course, you're gonna make mistakes sometimes, but that's learning. Okay. And then eventually, you will find yourself. And wh when you do the right thing all the time, what what do you think happens to you? You probably become a more happy person and a nicer person too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you get good karma. You get good karma. Whoa, not big word in there. Karma. <laughs> Everybody knows. You heard the word karma before? What does it mean? What does that word mean? Karma. Ah, oh, okay. You throw it out. Usually, it's it. Um, what, it's like whatever you send out comes back to you. So yeah. when you send out. Good things, good things will come back to you. You send out negative things, negative things will come back to you. Yeah, that's a good way of saying it. Yeah, yeah. It should be written in the text. Okay, so <laughs> when you're when when you when you try or when you uh, do the right thing all the time, you end up being happier. And who doesn't want to be happy? Raise your hand. Nobody raise your hand. <laughs> So everybody wants to be happy. And you want to be happy all the time. Okay? So that's actually the, the, the end result that we all want. Whenever, even when we are in the, that situation, when we feel that we should be compassionate, and then our friends or the people around us are, are, are pressuring us not to do that, even when we don't, when we don't act out of compassion, if what we are doing in our, in our mind thinking that if I don't act out of compassion it will make me happy because it, I, you're, you're thinking at that point if I, 
if I act out of compassion and, and people don't like it, I'm not going to be happy. But you end up not being happy. You feel bad because because you have, you you felt you needed to be compassionate and you weren't compassionate. Now what? Even if everyone around you is telling you is trying to force you not to be compassionate, and you act out of compassion, you might feel a little bad, only for a little while. But when you when you come out of it, when you when you're out of that situation, when you go home, you say, "Oh, I did the right thing," and you feel and that good feeling comes in again. Okay, and that will help you next time, so that you will be able to act faster next time. Wow, uh, how am I doing? Bad. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. I have a question. So, if somebody's kind of afraid to act out of compassion mm-hmm. because everybody around them doesn't want to do it, mm-hmm. but you know it's the right thing, mm-hmm. but if you're brave and you take that step and you just do the right thing, mm-hmm. do you think it will help the other people around you that are kind of in the same situation? Oh yeah, that's very yeah, that's very good. Uh, actually, perhaps. Everyone else around you, they're waiting for one person to do something. And they're probably all afraid, thinking that, oh, if I do that, people will think bad of me. And they, and they stop themselves. They probably all have that feeling of wanting to do, to do something, to, do, to be compassionate. And they're waiting for that one brave person among them who will go out there, do the compassionate thing, so they can say, oh, somebody did it. Now I can do it too. Okay? That's, 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 that's very good. So, an, another way you can help by being compassionate is to help other people around you to be compassionate also. Because it helps, it, it helps them to see that, oh, nothing bad happened to that person. Lightning didn't strike that person, uh, that person then all of a sudden gets swallowed by the earth, and no, they're still alive, and they, and they, and they, 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 did, and they did a compassionate act. Okay. So, they say, okay, now I can do it next time because lightning is not going to strike on me. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of like showing compassion to all those other people too. What? It's kind of like showing compassion to all those yeah, other yeah. people too. Yeah, yeah. It's like teaching other people, okay, okay, everybody, you're all stuck. <laughs> you don't know what to do. Let me show you what to do. When you're in a situation like this, somebody's suffering, watch me, follow me, you help. <laughs> you act out of compassion. And they watch you and say, ah, okay, alright, that's what I must do. Okay. And next time, when they're in a the situation, they say, oh, I remember the will. I remember when, when that situation happened and this is what we'll do. Okay, I'll do that too. Okay? And there you go, Will. You, you help somebody. <laughs> you help somebody. Without even having to go to them and tell them what to do. Okay. <laughs> There's something I tell my daughters is that uh, not to let others think for them, to let, not to let others decide who they're going to be, mm-hmm. but uh, that they should decide who they're going to be. So... And just sit back and let others decide you know, what you're going to become. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's a very good advice. I would uh, give it to everyone, even the adults. <laughs> okay. Now, um, how do you develop compassion? Is something that you either have or don't have? Instead of answer, answer the second question first. Is it something you either have or don't have? And that's it. If you don't have compassion, that's it. Forget about it. You know, you're going to be a miserable person for the rest of your life. Or if you don't have compassion, 
can you get it? Yes. You can get it. So how do you develop compassion? What do you do? Yes. You start thinking about really what's happening and thinking about how that other person would be, would be feeling. Mm. Like let's say someone falls on the ground. Mm. And if you're trying to develop compassion, you think about how that person must be feeling. Wanting for someone to come and help them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then you just need to follow what your heart tells you to. Yeah. So if you just uh, follow... Yeah, if you, if you, when you're in a situation that calls for compassion, usually there's some, some sort of a guidance, some sort of inner voice in you that tells you what to do. And maybe there's another voice that tells you what not to do. Or maybe there's another voice that you something else. Another voice tells you. <laughs> but at least there's one voice in you that tells you this is what you must do. And you feel that that's what you must do you feel that you, sh- you should be compassionate. Okay. So, you, you have to start to learn to listen to that voice. So you have to start to learn to allow that voice to tell you what to do. Okay. And it begins by listening to it once, and next time it, w- it will be louder, and next time, until one day, it will be the only voice you hear. You won't be hearing the other voices. You know, uh, maybe SpongeBob, SquarePants, no, less than <laughs> What is this deal with pun- SpongeBob Squarepants? What is this? SpongeBob <laughs> Squarepants. How many, how, many you, how many of you watch SpongeBob Squarepants? You, watch, you, watch, you all watch SpongeBob Squarepants? <laughs> very funny thing, isn't it? Uh, I mean, they have, they have, they have, uh, uh, they have five. I mean, is, does it live under the, under the sea or what? Yeah. He's under the sea, right? <laughs> and there's, he has, he goes, there's fire under the sea, there's, uh, there's, uh, beach. Uh, there's beach under the sea. <laughs> <laughs> there's a squirrel under the sea. There's a squirrel, yeah, there's a squirrel who lives under the sea with a, with a dive, suit. Uh, diving suit, right? <laughs> <laughs> and a airplane. They have everything under the sea. I want to go to that place where what, what does it live? I, what, what does it live anyway? Bikini bottom. Bikini bottom? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, what's his friend? The the pink guy. Patchet. Patrick. 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 Yeah. What's Patrick anyway? What is he? Starfish. He's a he's a starfish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a pink glob. <laughs> no idea what it is. And then there's the. Oh, what is that? What is that? SpongeBob <coughs> works in a restaurant, right? Yeah. And he's a what is, what is he's it? A fry cook. A fry cook. <laughs> <laughs> you f- he fries things under the ocean. <laughs> uh, and and he's a sponge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For some reason, I I like making joke of that that show, but when, when my when I when it's playing, I sit down and I watch it. <laughs> and after I say, what, what what was I watching? What was I watching that? Doesn't make any sense. And I guess because it doesn't make any sense, that's why I like watching it. <laughs> I guess that totally tells you about uh, how far you can go with your imagination. Huh? Your imagination can take you real far. 
so you are now at a at a, at a stage where uh, you have very powerful imagination. And the best thing for you to do right now is to develop it. It's it's power. You can actually make things happen with it. Okay. You can consider everything that that is everything that you're enjoying, everything that 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 you use, whether you like it or don't like it. It came from somebody's imagination. Would you agree with that? Right? Like this cup, for example. Somebody had to imagine it first before it, before it, before we, we can make it. And the clothes you're wearing. Somebody had to imagine it before before you can actually <coughs> make it. I mean, do you see any? Uh, well, unless you're in SpongeBob SquarePants world, <laughs> do you see any uh, starfish wearing uh, bikinis or anything like that <laughs> when you go to the real ocean? <laughs> but with your imagination, you can make a, uh, a a sponge talk. You can make a sponge where what is what what does he wear? <laughs> Square pants. Square pants. Yes. <laughs> that's all he wears. That's the quivers. That's the pants. He has a tie. He's got sleeves. So he's wearing some sort of top. Uh, is it, uh, wh- wait a minute. I'm trying to remember now. He's wearing shorts, square shorts, <laughs> and he has a, a shirt and tie. Yeah. Shirt and necktie. That's it. Shoes and socks. And shoes and socks. <laughs> and he's and that's that's all he has. I think uh, I think we were led into his closet once. There was a, I remember seeing an episode where we saw his closet. And what what's it, what was in his closet? A whole bunch of things. A bunch of square pants and <laughs> neckties. <laughs> uh, well, squ- uh, something about he doesn't have much imagination as far as what kind of clothes he wears but he has but he has a big imagination I mean the, the things that he does the things that he thinks about and he seems always, always always being positive and always try to do the right thing sometimes he end up doing the wrong thing but he he, he, he fixes himself up later because it, what happens to him when he does the wrong thing he feels bad uh, a lot of bad things happen around him uh, his friends get gets into trouble or he gets into big trouble and then eventually he, when he realizes that not acting the right way causes all so much trouble and he ends up doing the right thing at the end okay. uh, would you say he's a compassionate guy? is he a guy? Yeah. he's a guy okay. <laughs> I don't know, he's a sponge <laughs> I think I remember his color what's his color? Yeah. it's yellow Ah, okay. So, uh, what, what, what was my question? Were you paying attention? I distracted you from my question, <laughs> and I distracted myself from my question. How can you get compassion? How can you gain compassion? Yeah. Wow. You remember? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you develop compassion? Um. Well, basically, it's by training your mind to. Like tell you what to, what to do is mm-hmm. what really is a good thing to do, mm-hmm. and so let's say someone falls on the ground and then you can just listen. Is it the same guy fell on the ground before? Same <laughs> 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 <Good> guy. <laughs> 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 
Okay. So, uh, so it has to do with the way you think, right? The way you think about things. You need to change the way you think. Yeah. So you can, you can even uh, use your imagination to help you develop compassion. Okay. So you sort of like imagine, like for example, let's say you were in that classroom when that what's his name the one the one who fell on the ground. Bob. <laughs> Bob. When Bob <laughs> fell on on the ground, and then you had the feeling of compassion for him and you wanted to do something for, for, for Bob. But everyone around you, they were afraid. They were afraid, wait a minute, if I do something for him, Bob, Bob looks strange, you know, he wears square pants and things like that. So, <laughs> so if, I, if I try to help him, people are going to make fun of me and I'm not going to feel good about this. Right? So, you, you go into your imagination, not in uh, Bikini Bottom world, no, you don't have to go to Bigity Bottom World. I mean, if you like that world, you can go there. But <laughs> go to any world you want to. Imagine yourself there. And then imagine the same situation. Okay? Try to, try to see everyone who was there. Right? And then you see Bob again falling down. And then this time, you, when, when the feeling of compassion comes, see yourself going out to help Bob. And at the end, see everyone around you, you know, clap their hands, say, yay! And they say, thank you very much, I wanted to do that too, but I was afraid. Now that, now that you've done it, now next time, I will be able to do it myself. Okay? So you can use your imagination to help you with, with developing compassion by seeing yourself in a situation and doing it. But also with the thinking, what you would think about all the time is, you know, how do you feel when, 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 you're, when you're hurt? And you think, maybe that's someone else also. Let me see, they have a head, this person has a head, they have an arm, uh, you know, this person also has feelings. Maybe this person also don't, this person doesn't like the feeling that they have. And this person right now is in a situation where they cannot help themselves. Okay? So in the same way, if I was in that situation, I would want someone to come help me. Okay? So, so when you think about it that way, then when you, when, you, when you see someone else suffering, you think, oh, that, that could have been me also. This, what that person wants is what I would want. I wouldn't want people to make fun of me. I wouldn't want people to, to, to ignore me altogether. I would like someone to come and actually help me. So when you think about it that way from your own, like, uh, how, would you, how you feel, then you, you, you do it for the same person also. Yeah. That's how you start to develop compassion. So we mentioned two two ways, right? Did I mention two ways? Did I mention three ways? <laughs> How many ways did I mention to develop compassion? Two or three. Two or three. Two or three. Okay. <laughs> the third one is not going to uh, beginning bottom uh, land. <laughs> so what's did you mention? It was just a. Uh, did you raise your hands? No? I guess you didn't. <laughs> I thought I saw you raise your hands. Then you, you raise your hands again? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, the way to develop compassion is to think about it, how you feel in that same situation, and also to use your imagination. See yourself in that situation, and then see yourself acting out of compassion. And um, that's it. Now you're all feeling. <laughs> you start talking. Way. <laughs> <laughs>
many episodes where Bob have you seen? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen all of them. <laughs> there are still a few that I haven't seen. That I, I have to catch up. And one of those days when I... Ah, uh, what is this thing? Okay. I don't like watching it. I'm watching it. <laughs> this doesn't make sense. When is the next episode? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just have one more question. Yeah. I'm just thinking of my children and some of the things they've shared with me about their day at school. And, um, and sometimes, if, if, uh, well, I'm thinking of someone when my daughter was compassionate with someone who was being teased in the classroom. And then the other kids were, you know, kind of mean to her. And, and it just helped a lot of uncomfortability. And I just wanted to. I, and I think maybe I'm worried that I'll stop them from reaching out. I mean, I, I know you sort of touched on that a little bit, but, um, well, my daughter Ellie, she's a teacher and I call her a Buddha girl in school. The Buddha girl? That's a great name. That's what I call her. I wish I had that name. <laughs> but, it's, you know, it's kind of, it's made some conflict in her life, you know, this ongoing conflict. And it causes me pain. I feel compassion for her. Yeah. And I, I don't know how to help her. And part of me wants to, you know, say, well, don't, don't do anything. Just, you know, mind your business and don't get involved. And just, you know, because I don't want her to be hurt. And then the other part of me is, you know, saying, well, just be yourself and do what you, you know, uh, you feel you should do. Mm-hmm. But it, it is very tough. And then she's in middle school, you know, seventh grade. It's a, they're really very mean. Mm-hmm. And you really call her. That uh, one of the ways that uh, dealing with name calling, it doesn't really matter what name they call you. It's it's the attitude and the intention that they have when they're calling you that name. They can be calling you the most beautiful person in the world. They can say, "Oh, you're so beautiful," and then, but the way that it is, it is said, it makes you feel bad. Look at you, you're so beautiful. I mean, already, uh, you know, you start to feel that. Oh my God, mommy, I'm beautiful. You keep calling me beautiful. <laughs> so, w- one of the ways uh, is, 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 to, is to think about what could be going in their mind to make them, to make them, to make them do that. So, if, if, you, if you have compassion for them, you say, oh, if, if you, even if it's, well, should I say that? Should I say that? Yeah. Okay, I'll say it. <laughs> even if it may be true, even if, it's, even, if, even if it's not true, but just think to your mind, just think to yourself, oh, this person is suffering. That's why this person is calling me names. And this person doesn't know what to do, and they think that calling other people names is the way that they can stop their suffering. So if, if you just have your mind thinking along that way, then, the, then whatever name they call you, whether they call you beautiful, <laughs> whether they call you whatever, then it, it will not uh, have the same effect on, on you anymore. Instead now you're, you're thinking about, oh, this person is suffering. This person is suffering so much that they, the only way that they can think to stop their suffering is to call someone else's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one way to deal with it. Okay. And uh, I mean, uh, there, are, there are so many different ways you can deal with it. Like uh, also... Uh, just don't think of the name as as having a poor significance. A poor significance. Yeah. Just think of it, don't think of it having a poor significance. Thank you.
<laughs> like uh, like uh, believe it or not, people used to call me nice. <laughs> I still do. <laughs> <laughs> he, still, he still calls me nice. <laughs> and what and what I used to do uh, was to make that into a game. Make it into a, make it into a game. That's how. And then the person who started calling me names became my my best friend. It worked. It worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I made it into a game. And then, and then, and then uh, there's, there was one name that I, I, I won't say it because even now I, I, I don't feel good. <laughs> Thank you. <about> it. <laughs> there was one name that I used to be called all the time, and and I just made it into a game, and people made made, made it into a game, and we all had fun. And even though people call me that name still, but instead of calling me that name out of you know wanting to hurt me, they call it because they felt close to me okay. like in the, mon- in the monastery that's the worst place to go if you don't want to get called names <laughs> everyone <laughs> must have a name okay and if, and if you get if you become angry because of that name <laughs> then then you'll get called it more then you call it yeah <laughs> then you call it more okay there's uh, my friend when we went to the monastery it doesn't matter who you are how old you are you get called a name how late you come if you come once <laughs> he was called I mean it's a good name he was called uh, concentration <laughs> he was called concentration and that's everybody wants concentration right but when they call him concentration it was, it was it were, they were making fun of him and then because he didn't let it, he didn't let it bother him so when people when, when people are referring to him when I say when I say uh, when I say his name say who who's that no, I mean concentration oh concentration <laughs> how is he doing what is he doing now <laughs> tell him I said hello <laughs> okay so make it into a game you, you might make that person into a friend okay right. I noticed when I was getting teased in school that it's in a lot of cases already the game when it starts because mm-hmm. they throw the name out there and they see what you want to do with it. Yeah. So if you take it and you take it on the same level they threw it out, and you take it as a bad thing that they called you, like Buddha boy or Buddha girl, mm-hmm. if you're going to say, "Well, stop calling me that," then you're saying, "All right, you're calling me that as a as a bad thing." If you say thank you, like what we said before, <laughs> then it makes stop. them think. Well, it makes them think. Wait. Why did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> and in a lot of cases, when I got teased at school, it's because they didn't understand what I was doing, mm. or why I was doing it, or why I was saying it. <coughs> and you can't, you can't just come out and say, "Well, this is what it is," because then they'll be like, "Oh, now you're a creature." Because mm. so they'll take it to another level. But mm. if you do it one step at a time, mm. just saying thank you for calling you. You start there, and every time they come up with something else, you understand what how you feel about it, Mm. and that's how you educate them where you're coming from. Mm. Do they call you sideburns? (laughs) 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 I used to have hair down to here, and yes, they tease me for it. (laughs) Uh, Well, I think uh, I think that's it, right? Did uh, Gisela talk for that much? Mm-hmm. No, I
Okay. And yeah, and uh, have you seen this? Uh, it's cool, isn't it? All those colors in there. You know it's made out of sand? Were you here when it was being made? Yeah. Oh, well, you know more about it, didn't you? Okay. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about it a little bit. Okay. Not now. I'm going to give you a break. <laughs> After the break, when we come back, and we can talk about it. Okay. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. And if you guys can think of an, uh, some word that rhymes with the name Ernst, that would help me make fun of him. <laughs> 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 I've been trying for a long time. <laughs> and I was wondering when the note got past the concentration, mm-hmm. and concentration said, said, who said how to name? They say what? <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> okay, so what do we do now? Well, we're going to say goodbye to you. Okay. And we're going to take a video and let everyone help me move cushions and take up some mats. Cool. Yeah.